This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks ahead of the second game of this three-game series with Minnesota. Uh, it's cold here. But you come to this ballpark, and before you and I uh, were done playing, this was not a ballpark. When you come here, what's your impressions of Target Field? It's a good one. Yeah, I think it's a hidden gem. You know, I think they're, it's a beautiful ballpark. You know, we're used to coming here in the summer when the, when the weather's better. But um, what a great attraction for fans, for teams. The, the, the playing surface is nice. The hitting background is tremendous. The vibe is just really good. They do some really cool military things to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good baseball experience in a in a hidden gem part of the country. You're facing off against Paul Molitor, and you don't think of it that way, but do you have a scouting report on the other managers in the league? A little bit. You know, there's been some turnover in the league, and and, and so you have to get to know guys a little bit. It'll be interesting to see Boone and Cora and, mm-hmm. and, and Callaway and some of the new managers around the league. But um, the more we're around each other, the more you start to understand where matchups come into play or how aggressive someone's going to be on the bases or maybe how not aggressive guys are going to be on the bases. Um, certainly our division we know a little bit better with Socha and Bannister and Scott Service, uh, Bob Melvin. Those are those guys. We've all kind of been here together since 2015. Yeah. But um, with Molly and, and other, other managers throughout the league, you try to pick one little bullet point that they will do and, 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 and sort of counter that with, with your own team. If another team had a bullet point on you, do you try to trip that up from time to time? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think that uh, the thing you can fall into the trap the most is – is how aggressive you are on the bases, or or whether or not you're willing to to slug it out versus putting guys in motion, and okay. um, you know there's there's ways for you to you know how you how you align your defense, how you uh, maneuver your pitching stuff. Like last night was a good example. Are they going to hit Grossman for Buxton when I bring in Ken Giles? The cat and mouse game within the managerial uh, chess match, so to speak, is is something that you learn over time that you're going to have to deal with. You mentioned that you you hope that Dallas Keuchel gets a little bit more aggressive in the strike zone. What do you mean by that? Well, I think especially tonight, as a cold in a cold environment, you know the advantage pitcher when he's inside the strike zone. If you start working around contact, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself with base runners, and it just creates havoc. And that's what happened for them last night. Mm-hmm. Lance Lynn got up to 100 pitches in five innings, had to get taken out, and the bullpens get involved, and it's it's hard to tell if they're going to be able to come in. Get into their rhythm, get into their get into their pitch grips and and things like that. These guys are throwing cue balls out there. So mm-hmm. if you if you can be a little bold in the strike zone, you can initiate some contact on a night that should favor the pitcher. And Giles coming in to get the the, the last out of last night, and I know you want to get him a little confidence. And, and everybody's well aware of what happened in the postseason. But it's a long season, so you're getting as many opportunities to, to do well you can, right? Yeah, we need them. I mean, I think that's. I mean, it's easy to, to push them aside whenever things don't go well to end the season, and that's the recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember May, June, July, August, September last year when he was lights out, and yeah. and even parts of the playoffs when he did pitch well. And so, when you're getting guys incorporated into the into this, you obviously want to win, and and he can help us win. This he he is not simply pushed to the back of the line because he had a few hiccups along the way, and. And this season, we haven't got him into his rhythm yet, but getting him the last out of the game last night I thought was big. I think it's it's good to see him come in and power his fastball up. You know, he obviously hung a breaking ball in 
just missed the home run, but are you going to remember that, or are you going to remember the, the broken back ground ball to, to Altuve to yeah. end the game? So it's a game of confidence, especially in the bullpen, and the more that we can get these guys to, to believe their best stuff in the strike zone is going to win, the, the better our team will be. Last thing, AJ, can you touch real quick on your roster move? Yeah, Tony Sipp's going to go on the DL. He's some oblique soreness that uh, crept up over the weekend. He hasn't been available for the last couple games. We didn't deem him available for tonight or tomorrow and into the weekend. We weren't sure you know, how available he was going to be. Playing a, a man short, especially this early in the season, we, so far we've had the luxury uh, of, of having our starters go deep into the games. Yeah. But if we don't, you can find yourself backed into a corner a little bit and not have enough pitching. So James Hoyt will come up, uh, who's coming off of an injury himself. He's been in our, in our system and up and down a couple times over the last year or so. Um, so we'll have a full, full array of bullpen options tonight. All right, that's A.J. Hinch. Thanks for catching up. You got it. Tying runs at third. That's Castro. Go ahead, run Dozier at first. The one-two to Sano. Swing and a foul tip into McCann's bit. A strikeout. Nine Ks for Verlander, and there are two away. Hey, he's starting to play some big boy baseball right now. First and third, nobody out. Punch out, punch out, Maurer and Sano. And now it's Eddie Rosario, who is 0 for 2. Pitch on the way. And that's popped up on the infield. Correa and Altuve over. It's Altuve backpedaling. Makes the catch a step into the outfield. And the inning draws to a close. Justin Verlander with some pretty tall pitching. Getting out of a first and third no-out situation. And we go to the seventh. Astros one, Twins nothing. So ahead in the count now. Nothing and two. Verlander with nine strikeouts so far in this ball game. Twiddles the ball behind his back. Now hands together, the 0-2 pitch is lined at Correa, and he makes the catch. And Verlander, seven shutout innings as he walks off the mound and back into the dugout. We'll go to the eighth. The Astros lead one to nothing. What a performance tonight. The most impressive inning for Verlander tonight, Steve, has to be what he did in that sixth inning. Well, we saw it plenty of times last year, the way he can dial it up at the most important time of the game. The Twins had runners on first and third, nobody out. Maurer comes up, he strikes him out. Miguel Sano comes up, he strikes him out for the third time, by the way. Then he gets the pop-up on the infield from the cleanup hitter. It was an amazing job of pitching, just creative, overpowering, dominant, all of those things. 109 pitches for Verlander tonight. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Robert Ford joined by Carlos Correa. And last night, 35 degrees, game time temperature. Still managed to get a couple of hits. Is that the coldest game you've ever played in? Oof, I would say, I don't think so. I think New York, uh, 2016 was the coldest because of the wind. Yeah. I think it was like 30 degrees and the wind was blowing super hard. I think that's the coldest I've ever been. How do you focus in a game like that? Because, I mean, obviously you, you want the focus to be on what you're doing on the field, but so what do you try to do to make sure you focus even when the conditions are like that? You just, just got to focus and concentrate on, on, on what's important, and, you know, that's that's winning the game. And, you know, when you get a pitcher like, like Justin out there, you know, battling his ass off to, you know, put up a great performance, the defense got to be on point, and you got to be ready every single pitch. And, you know, uh, when we're not scoring runs, you got to focus on your best too, as well and try to get them base for somebody to drive you in. You know, like yesterday, Marwin and JD were able to drive me in and we were able to win the game 2 nothing. you know what I mean? But uh, you can let the, the weather affect you because it's the same for everybody. 
seen some really good pitching performances from the Astros this year. Another one yesterday by Verlander. When you see your pitcher doing what he's doing, what Verlander was doing last night, does that just motivate you even more to try and, and try and get, get some runs for him? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. With every single guy, the way they've been performing, you know, they're giving us a chance to win uh, bowl games, even though we haven't been swinging the bat great. Um, you know, they're giving us a chance to win games. And, you know, the pitching staff is carrying the team right now. So, you know, eventually that's going to turn around. We're going to we're going to score a lot of runs, but you know, right now our wins is because of the pitching staff. You're off to a good start offensively. What did you do anything different coming into this year, at the beginning of this season, to to get off to a better start than the last couple of years? Oh, you know what I say. What I said before is that once you figure out what works for you, you stick with that, and you can be consistent with a routine. And I think last year, I found what what worked for me and what was making me be successful. I had the best year. Uh, by far last year uh, with a 941 OPS, and I think I can get even better than that. In order for me to do that, I gotta stay focused throughout every single bat, every single pitch, and keep doing what works for me. You worked a lot in spring training, especially early in camp. Saw you out on the backfields with new bench coach Joe Espada, you and Altuve working on on turning double plays. What were some of the things that that you were working on uh, to to improve on the double plays? Yeah, for me, the thing I worked on the most in spring training was my first step mm -hmm. uh, to be able to get to to some of the bases I was not getting to last year. Um, and I want my defensive uh, metrics and new metrics to be uh, better than what they already are. Yeah, they're positive, but I want them to be off the chart. And if I can do that on both ends of you know the field, offensively and defensively, I think I can take my game to the next level. Are there other short steps that you try to watch to pick things up or, or guys that you, you try to emulate at all, what they do defensively? Yeah, I, I watch a lot of film on Anderton Simmons. Uh, <laughs> I think he's one of the best when it comes to, to the range and, and getting to balls that not many people can get to. And, you know, when I look at his first step, it's just flawless. It's just perfect. He gets to the ball quick. And, uh, you know, I watch a lot of film of him. Now, you're from Puerto Rico, very proud to be from Puerto Rico. Of course, still recovering from a devastating storm, Hurricane Maria, uh, back in September. I know you've you've tried to do quite a bit to, to help your community. You're from Santa Isabel. How is your family, how's their uh, community doing right now, and, and what, what can people do to help? You know, uh, the family's doing great. Uh, the community is, is still, you know, getting back on their feet. Uh, there's still a lot of people without power in Puerto Rico. Um, last time I checked in uh, March, towards the end of March, there was almost 15% of the population without power. Uh, so, you know, in order to help, is, there's a lot of people starving still. There's a lot of people thirsty. So, you know, whatever people can do uh, and whatever they can send to Puerto Rico or, you know, some places that are helping over there, like the Salvation Army or the Red Cross and stuff like that, that will be deeply appreciated. How great does it feel for you to be able and be in a position where you can you can help the people who, who helped you and who helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. For me, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, these people help me uh, get to to where I am today, and now that they need my help, it's time for me to step up and and help them. Carlos Correa, thanks so much for joining us. Glad you're doing great things on the field and, and off the field, helping folks in Puerto Rico. Thank you, Robert. Giles brings the hands together. Now the two-two. Ground ball up the middle, shaded that way. Altuve fields it behind second, throws to first in time to get Buxton, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros improve to 9-2 on the year as they defeat the Minnesota Twins 2-0. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 